So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 284 for January 31st, 2021. My name is Nathan Reet and Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roemick. Wait a minute. He's not here this week. He had his wisdom teeth removed. So instead, we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Right, hold on, I was just giving the script to read. All right. Hi, I'm Aroa. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. How how are your teeth feeling? Oh, they are feeling hold on, next page. Good. Still hurts from being removed. Thank Good. you for asking, Nathan. <laughs> yes, so uh, Aro is not going to be here today. He had his wisdom tooth removed, I believe, on Monday, and they are still hurting him. I I have been told by uh, several dentists that my wisdom teeth will never come in, so I don't have to have them removed. But have you, have you had your... One of the perks your... of being eternally a baby. Exactly. I had one of my wisdom teeth removed. And I had a bit of experience with it. It was coming in at kind of an angle. So the dude man was like, and that's what I call my professional dentist, Mr. Dude Man. He was like, well, um, in order to remove it, we're going to need to break your jaw. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. Um, so he got this gun and he put it over like, I don't really even know what that part is called, like the gum. And he clicked it a few times. And that alone knocked me on my ass for probably a solid 48 hours just that much pain so yeah. i can't imagine what i was going through with all of it yeah good like, on you buddy that's that's weird that he had to break your jaw to do it but uh i guess it, it was, was like it was coming in at an angle and it was growing in like through the gum so they could either cut out all the gum or they could just get to the gum yeah um they tried to cut it and it wasn't cutting through so they're like new plan that sounds awful. I've, I've had extra teeth problems in the past, so I imagine my my head bones are just sort of all sorts of fucked up. That's true. That could be it. I have I have two missing teeth, uh, both from a terrible, terrible dentist, and uh, one of them has to do with my sister hitting me with a coat. So I know I have some teeth problems, but but ever since then I haven't really had too much wrong with me and. Uh, I, I will never apparently get my wisdom teeth, so I don't have to worry about getting them removed. So I don't have to deal with apparently the pain that you and Aroa had to go through, where I guess you had your jaw broken and he just had all four removed from what I understand. So where can we find you? As... Uh, you can find me, whether I'm Aroa or I'm Cyberpunk Monk, at Aroa.website. Just go there. It's got all our links organized. I do want to call out one specific one. I believe it is the last one. It is the link to Clinton's Core Classics. That's Reeton and I's actual play podcast, Pathfinder First Edition of Rise of the Rune Lords. Check it out. Leave a like. Tell us and, what you love about it. Yeah, when I'm not fighting Aiden, my character does awesome. When we're not struggling with uh, TPK, where the, the, the TP comes with team fighting. Team yeah. Fighting, that is to say. Damn it, yeah. Reeton, stop breaking everyone. I'm sorry. I well, to be fair, I in that in both of the fights that I've had against uh, Aiden's characters, I have done extremely poorly. 
I rolled a two on my first attack, and I had a plus 36 to hit, and I missed. Mm-hmm. I was very sad, very sad about that. Who else that. but Nathan? I know, right? But then the next person I fought, I one-shot, so that was pretty nice. But you'll be able to listen to all that and more on uh, the Clinton's Core podcast, which is uh, our actual play podcast. You can find it on Spotify and LinkedIn. Or Spotify and... Uh, and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. No, uh, Spotify and what is it called? Stitcher is what I was thinking. Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher iTunes. Around the Amazon service. We're not on iTunes. Yep. Spotify. Like it, We're basically everywhere. Right. You, you basically don't have an excuse not to listen to it multiple exactly. times. <laughs> multiple times and then uh, get us enough money so that we don't have to work anymore. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be okay with that. Get- Give me enough money so I could do some of this new like investing that everyone's doing right now. I don't know where everyone's getting this money from. Well, we'll talk uh, about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, what games have you played this week? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, I actually have some video games to talk about this week, which is great. I had been bringing my Nintendo Switch to work with me because I was doing a whole bunch of work with a vendor this week. So I got to play a whole bunch of Adeptus Mechanicus, the Warhammer Tactic video game that they made. That's based on the faction that I play in Warhammer. It's a lot of fun. It runs very well. I was a little worried going into it, wondering how it would handle, especially in handheld mode. And I don't really have any complaints about it yet. Also, and I know you're going to have comments about this, Mortal Kombat 11 had DLC that came out for it like half a year ago. And I impulse bought it, but never played it during this that, that winter sale, whatever they call it, the Christmas sale. The Jesus sale. I think it's just, uh, I think it's winter. I, I don't think they do the specific holidays. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost sale. Exactly. So I finally sat down and played through one of the endings of that. And that was okay. I really like the actor, the original actor for Shang Tsung. And the DLC is basically just letting him stand on stage for a while. Oh, okay, good, good. I, uh, I, I don't know. I've never been a huge Mortal Kombat fan. My brother really was, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't huge into it. I, I'm not a huge fighting game fan in general, uh, mainly because I'm really bad at button combinations and memorizing. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not the biggest fighting fan, just in general. I think it's kind of a boring format. But Mortal Kombat's sort of just silly enough where it's like, okay, I could still have fun with this. Yeah. I always thought it was weird, especially in the newer ones, when you would like do those mid, like the mid game super abilities and like you'll break somebody's arm and then they're just fine. They're okay. Mm -hmm. Like you see the arm getting broken and then they just are able to use it. I've stabbed you in both of your eyes and your kidney and then the God of Lightning. Dunn did he, he done did call down a lightning bolt on you, but you're you're fine with that. Yeah, you're you're cool now. You're good. You still have ten hit points left. It's like nothing happened. Yeah. Do you have anything else that yep. you played this um, week? Got two left. One, you got to give me my obligatory one minute of Warhammer bullshit. Yep. And then I got another game that I was foreshadowing of playing when uh, Rowan and I were talking, and you at the end of last week's podcast. So go ahead and set the timer. Okay. This week in Warhammer, I started my first Crusade mission. It was the Adeptus Mechanicus going up against Necrons. Eric the something, I don't remember his name. He's, he's one of the, the new HQs. I got my butt kicked because Necrons do not go down. You shoot them and you shoot them, you shoot them. And then it, it took like round three before I even got a 
wound to actually stay on a unit. Uh, I ended up putting in a lot of work, but by the end of it, it was just too much. Great hide one. And that was my Warhammer. Oh, good. Good. So you did you, I, 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 I get that you lost on that one. I lost on that one, yes. No, I'm sorry. In Crusade, there's a chance that you can get, like, battle scars when you lose two. Luckily, nobody got a scar. So, all things considered, it was a pretty good loss. Everyone retreated. Everyone's still usable for my next game. But the Necron's got a whole bunch of experience. So, that is going to be a problem if it's not dealt with sooner than later. Yes, I, I would imagine. Is it... Now, it's a tabletop game, but I thought it was just, like, you do battles against people. Is there, like, with with Pathfinder, is there a story that you're going through? We are telling a story, yes. Um, I could open up the PDF and tell you, like, what my mission was, but that'd be, like, 15 minutes that we just don't have. That would that would take more than a minute. That would be more than your right. allotted time for your Warhammer shenanigans. I would, I would be escorted off the stage before I could finish. <laughs> uh, and then what was the last game? Dude, I got to play Shadowrun. Uh, like the tabletop? Yeah. Nice. Sixth you... edition came out, and I impulse bought the Battle Box edition, the like the, the Get Started edition, and it wasn't that good. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to hold in there. And I bought the core rulebook, and it wasn't that good. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to study these and know them like the back of my hand, and then I'm going to teach it to my players, and then we're going to try it out, and maybe it'll be okay. And then the world ended. Yes, Fuck. yes. Yeah, that happens, unfortunately. But yesterday, um, through the genius powers of masks and social distancing, we managed to gather together, and we played some actual tabletop games. Like, and I, it was amazing. I, I like the, the way that we've been doing it with Roll20, because mm-hmm. we don't have to leave our houses or put on pants. So that's pretty cool. Which I know the pants one's a big one for you. Yeah, exactly. Like I, if I can spend all day in PJs, that's a good day. Like I get mad if on a weekend somebody's like, "Hey, let's go do something." And I'm like, "But, but, but then I have to put on pants and leave my house, and I yeah, don't want to um, do either of those things." Real talk between you and me and our, I don't know, four listeners. I'm actually still in PJs right now. It's yeah, awesome. me me too. I I did have to put on pants today, uh, to take, uh, I had to, I had to go drive to a different town and then come back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I should have put pants on to go to the convenience store, but I didn't. <laughs> You're turning into that person. That's what you are. I mean, when I was in Chicago, I used to walk down to the Seven Eleven in like sweatpants and slippers. Yeah, so I I was that person a long time ago. This is just the next form. I see. So, uh, we're going to move on to me now, and I was, uh, first off, you can find me, I'm a, at a row.website as well, but you can also find me on Twitter at Reeton, on YouTube at Reeton. Uh, I may, I just downloaded a new video editing software that's uh, recommended called Lightworks, and I tested it out a little bit before we started the podcast, and it seems pretty good, so hopefully I'll get back into making some YouTube videos. And then uh, you can find the you know the podcast that you're listening to currently. Obviously, you know how to find it, but if you for some reason found it and want to know where you can subscribe, it's everywhere at Read and Podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and iTunes, and it was on Google, but I think they removed it. We're on Amazon as well, so you can find it everywhere. And 
of course, my Twitch is what you really want to go to. I'm there five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to around 8 or 9 p.m. Pacific time. And that's twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. The games I played this week was on Monday, I was like, I want to test out my new graphics card. Just see how well it works. And so I played some Cyberpunk 2077. And I tell you what, that uh, that new graphics card works really well with it. And yeah. like with my 1070, and, and I'm, I know you probably ran into this, like you've got to dial down a lot of the settings to get it to a, a playable frame rate on a 1070. I um, don't agree with that at all, actually. No, I'm not streaming when I play. That I mean, that's fair, but like, in order to just keep like a sixty frame, because I keep I have a frame rate counter on all of my games, just mm-hmm. so I can actually see it, and and I want it to be a pretty solid sixty frames a second. And in order to get a very solid sixty frames a second, uh, you you need to dial down some of the settings on it on the ten seventy. I mean, yeah, I'm not playing on ultra, but. I think I'm even playing above medium and I'm still not having these frame issues you talk about. Are do you have a frame rate counter up? Nope. See, you're probably at like 40 something frames a second, which is fine. But I was able to with with the new graphics card. Um I had to put it on ultra. I put everything on ultra and I put ray tracing on with everything and it was at a pretty solid 60 frames a second with ray tracing. So it's it's running a lot better on the new graphics card than the, the old one. So very happy with that purchase, even though it was 600 bucks, which is a lot of money. But yeah, that's I, not I, bad for, for a 3070. That's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was the it was a good price. And because uh, Parallax Abstraction had uh, I had I had got it through one of parallax abstractions links that he was able to get um thanks jerry thanks gerald and anyway he he got the pre-tariff prices so it ended up being like 70 bucks off of what it normally would have been uh and that's like if you go on ebay the same card that i have is over 900 dollars on ebay so yeah, the scalpers are are a pain in the ass and don't support them. Apparently, we're not. It's not a story we're supposed to talk about, but it's a freaking. Uh, they made like sixty five million dollars on on scalping. It's great, good good for them, I guess. I I don't no. like them. I don't like them at all. And then I, there was a game that was released on Xbox Game Pass called Cyber Shadow, which is a side scrolling platformer. Uh, very akin to uh, Ninja Gaiden, or yeah, well, it's it's very akin to Ninja Gaiden. They've they throw in some other things, like you can tell there's like some Mega Man inspired stuff and Ninja Gaiden and some other platformers from around that era. Um, there's even a move uh, where you can do a downward thrust and pogo off of enemies, like in Ducktales. So it's a it's a really good game. Uh, and it was included with Game Pass, so I decided to beat that. It was about six to seven hours long, and it's it gets kind of difficult, but it's not ever to the point where it's completely unfair. So I had I had some some fun with it. There was at the very end, I just decided to run around the map because you can go revisit areas that you had been to before, and I was able to get to a secret area that I didn't get to previously. 
and you go in, it's in the sewers, and you go into the secret room, and you get a heart container. And when you're in there, you see that there's a TV, some skateboards, and some empty pizza boxes. And I was like, gee, I wonder what this is a reference to. <laughs> I have no idea. Cowabunga, dudes. Uh, but yeah, so those were the games I played this week. I didn't really play much else. Uh, just some cyberpunk messing around with the ray tracing settings. And while I will say that there's a lot of areas where I you can't really tell if there's ray tracing in a lot of areas unless you're looking for it. But if the, I went to a place in the coastline where there were like billboards and I turned ray tracing on and off and yeah, you can tell when like things are, are reflected in the water. It just looks way better with ray tracing on. Do I, do I think it's worth like the 35 frames a second that I lose with ray tracing on? Probably not. But I still think it it does look a lot nicer with ray tracing on, and I really look forward to, you know, probably two generations from now when ray tracing is a lot more embraced, at least in AAA games, and you don't have as much of a performance hit because Nvidia and AMD are going to be taking advantage of it, like. Have you have you seen any of the performance with the AMD cards with their ray tracing? Not particularly. The only other game that's not Cyberpunk that I've seen stats on is Watchdog Legions. And I was still pretty impressed with that. Okay. I don't I like like you said, I think it's going to be amazing in a couple generations, but I think yeah. we're knocking on the door of it right now. Well, here's the thing. Uh Nvidia with their cuz they use a separate they use a separate processor for the ray tracing stuff. So like there's their tensor cores is what they call it, but there's basically another chip on there that handles a lot of the ray tracing to take the load off of the normal rasterization process. And AMD just kind of brute forces their ray tracing with their one core, with their one like GPU die. And so you can go from like, 90 frames per second in a game to like 30 on the AMD ones just because they do not handle ray tracing well at all. It's there, it's a feature, but you probably shouldn't use it because it's not very good when it is enabled. Uh, while with like Nvidia, you'll go, it, it's still a hit, but you'll go from like 90 to 100 frames a second to like 60 65 frames a second so it's not as bad as the uh amd version but well well hopefully hopefully in the next generation or two with amd processors they'll catch up to nvidia and that they're doing really well with the the graphics or they're doing really well with the cpus but not as well with the the gpus anyway we're going to move on to some stories we'll talk about the big one last just because, you know, we we should probably finish on that one. But let's talk about some more graphics cards. Intel is releasing their first discrete graphics card in 20-plus years. And it's only kind of a release at that. And it's, it's bad. Not really what you think. <laughs> and it's bad. 
Uh, I mean, good so, on them for doing it, I guess. This this is talk about you know dipping your pinky toe in the water. This yeah, is just to see if anyone's biting right now. Exactly. So Intel has been working on some discrete graphics cards for a while. Um, they've actually taken a bunch of people that used to work at AMD on the Radeon division and started having them work towards making a discrete graphics card. And they had a discrete graphics card uh, prototype back in the day. But there was a lot of wonky uh, business decisions. Like they had the teams one, they had the teams for the discrete graphics card and the uh, iGPUs like battling each other for budget. Like they oh, had yeah, the, that's a good idea. Yeah, it was it was terrible. The idea was like, oh, it's competition, so they'll like work harder to make the best product but it was just it's a bad business decision at that point just allocate a budget for discrete and allocate a budget for the integrated and that's anyway um uh, this is from ars technica it says this week intel announced that its sales of the intel dg1 graphics cards to oems and system integrators for inclusion in pre-built systems so you cannot buy this graphics card Unless somehow somebody buys a system and then decides to post the graphics card on eBay, which honestly I could probably see happening. So far, two variants of the DG1 have been partially announced. An Asus-branded passively cooled card and an actively cooled version from an unannounced vendor. Oh, one's going to be passively cooled? That means the performance is going to be even worse than I was thinking. Because... Uh-huh. Passively cooled ones are are pretty neat, but they're also passively cooled, so they can't run at that high of a wattage or, like, TPU. Uh, if you're hoping to score a gray market DG1 and include it in a home-built system for your own, uh, Intel told Legit Reviews that DG1 cards will only work on very specific systems with a custom UEFI BIOS that supports the card. Okay, so you can't buy it on eBay. Thanks for answering that question. Uh, it says the so Iris. What do, hmm? Sorry, what, what do you think the deal is? Do you think this is like an ultra low watt card or something like that? Uh, I think we get. We, I think we're gonna get into that. I think the specs have kind of been released. All right. So, uh, well. We'll talk about that in just a second. Actually, it says right here. It says with a fire strike, uh, st- a fire strike score of five thousand five hundred thirty-eight, the Intel DG1 uh, card from that may leak is faster than onboard graphics, but it's slower than entry-level discrete D- GPUs from AMD, which is the RX five sixty, and Nvidia the GTX t- uh, ten fifty. And it isn't even close to being on par with higher-end GPUs. Of course, those leaked benchmarks were in development version of the GG1. And it's possible that the newly launched OEM version will be faster. But we don't actually expect that to be the case. Um, it says the OEM version might be slower in hardware than the dev version was. The new OEM versions offer 80 execution units, EUs. Okay. This is getting ridiculous. So we have AMD has uh, compute units, CUs. NVIDIA uses CUDA cores. And now Intel is using execution units. They're all 
different. I think execution units is basically compute units, but that could be wrong. Uh, while some versions of the dev card supported 96, improvements in driver quality over the last eight months are more likely to make a positive impact on performance, but we doubt it will change the card's ultimate place in the market. The DG2 may be a different story entirely, but the DG1 seems fated to drive relatively cheap desktops without a heavy gaming focus. I want to see reviews, but... Here's where it says. It says both launch versions of the DG1 card will feature four gigabytes of LPDDR4X. Remember, the new ones have the new uh, 3080s, I believe, are using GDD, GDDR6X. The 3070s and lower are using GDDR6, not the X version. So they're using. LPDDR4X, which is, I believe LP means it's like low power. So low power DDR4X. So that's probably really bad. Uh, they support PCI4, uh, despite no Intel CPU supporting it yet, and offer HDMI, DisplayPort, and DVI outputs with support to up to three simultaneous 4K displays. Uh, so all the new graphics cards don't have DVI. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually trying to look at the ports on there. I mean, I'm sure this isn't a uh, a finalized product there, but it looks like it's HDMI DisplayPort. Well, the the DG1 4G looks like it's got a DVI in there. Is that just a a, a placeholder photo or something? No, what I'm saying is anyone from like AMD or Intel don't, or I'm sorry, AMD or Nvidia do not support DVI. These ones do. Yes. So what I'm saying is I, I don't mind that they support it, but I'm just saying they're a little behind the times. You know what? I, I keep on thinking, what is this for? Or who is this for? This is probably going to be jammed inside of a thing client. Oh, yeah. It that's, probably that's... has DVI because this is supposed to be for portable lightweight machines. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. It's It's going to be like they're going to be trying to either target like somebody who has a thin client like a need for a thin client they're just going to go out and like buy a C a, a computer that will work most likely and and do their excels and their words and their youtubes maybe just a step above that this is going to be for people who need to do like hosting team calls and sharing content like stream video encoding btcs this has a business purpose. Yeah. And that's probably what they're targeting. I know Intel in the last few years has kind of moved away from uh, us, the individual users and the enthusiasts, and they moved towards more of a business focus where they're just like, we make more money on businesses. Like Microsoft does that, right? Microsoft, they don't really make money from selling Office or or windows to us they make money from selling it to businesses because mm -hmm. businesses are going to buy a thousand copies of windows and they're going to pay for it they're they're the ones who are going to have the enterprise version that costs you know two to four thousand dollars for the enterprise version of a of a software for like 10 licenses 
That's yeah, depending who... on your organization. Thousand copies of the OS, couple thousand extra of the enterprise application suites on top of anything else. That's just Microsoft alone. If you're yeah. using Azure, you're having Azure pricing on top of that. Uh, I think you have to pay for Teams if you're doing the VTC licensing where you want to have like multiple sessions or uh, there's a word I'm thinking of and it's not coming to me, but Microsoft knows full well that if you get a corporation that's got a thousand plus people on there and you get a couple, you know, 20 something subscriptions that they got to pay for each month, you are going to be milking them for their IT needs. Well, and and it's it's kind of a brilliant marketing strategy to have all schools have Windows or oh, the majority yeah. of schools. Uh, the world Mac, knows how to use it. Yeah, the world knows how to use it. So when you go into uh, another place, when you go into a workforce and they're like, they're not going to be like, hey, you want to use Linux because it's free, right? They're going to be like, no, we want to, we don't know how to use that. We're going to use Windows because that's what we know how to use. And so it, it makes it so that a when somebody goes into the workforce they don't really need training on how to use microsoft products and b it makes it so that they're locked in that business is locked in if you want to actually work with you know when you want people to be able to be productive you have to buy microsoft products and so it's a brilliant strategy uh Apple does it as well. It's not as big with Apple, but Apple does do like, you know, they'll they'll put their computers in schools and stuff. They used to do it a lot with the Mac with the Apple IIs, but I remember that I think the first computer I ever used was an Apple II uh at my school. But when I, I was when I was I a remember kid, being very interested in app design and then having to pay $100 for the app licensing and then never having $100 because I was a poor boy. But yeah, you know, we'll talk about that later too. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, uh, yeah, let's this. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. I'm sure somebody's gonna get their hands on these, on these computers and do some testing and be like, "Look how well it runs Cyberpunk." Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Uh, we need another Timmy. So let's move on to our next story. This one was actually brought up by Aroa, but because he's he's ill, we can't really lean on him for the information from this but basically iphones may cause people to die we've been saying it for years yes but basically reading through the story from bhrs it says implantable cardioverter defibrillator remains the cornerstone therapy in the management of malignant ventricular arrhythmias for patients with high risk cardiac conditions good job i those are a lot of big words <laughs> and don't work at a hospital and you didn't jump in to save me um, I, I enjoyed the struggle though yeah an icd system well wow, that's way easier to say an icd system contains a battery capacitor sensing pacing circuit together with an intra or extra cardiac lead uh, they have a built-in switch. Oh, what the hell, man? Basically, read it's a pacemaker. Uh, yeah, it's a. Yes, I know how to read that. I'm just saying, like Hall it's, effect sensors. It's. I'm. Those ones are easy to say. Screw you. So Giant basically, magnetosensitive recessors. 
That is harder than it looks. Resistors, um, which respond to externally applied magnetic field. It sounds like a pacemaker or something similar to it. Uh, It says when an external magnet is applied to a defibrillator, high voltage shock therapy for (laughs) ventricular tachycardia. Thank you. Tachycardia and ventricular fibrillation is suspended. Uh, It has been estimated that a magnetic field stronger than 10 Gauss is strong enough to activate these switches. So basically, okay, all of that mumbo-jumbo is that there is a device that is essentially a pacemaker or similar thing that either is internal or external to your body. And it can help, you know, your heart pump normally. Yeah, and the ventricular tachycardiator. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> but Apple now has uh, MagSafe on their phones. And that includes a magnet on your phone that could interrupt that device, which is either internal or external to your body. And so it basically, this whole article is saying, if you have an iPhone 12, do not put it in your, in your pocket, like in your shirt pocket where you keep your cigarettes. Yeah, keep it next to your genitals. Exactly. It'll be fine. Unless you have... What if they have something to get their genitals working like that? <laughs> I, I got a, a tachycardiometer, and uh, what it does is it redir- redirects blood flow. And um, if I say anything else, this becomes an X-rated podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically, don't keep... An, if you have a, like a pacemaker or something, do not put the iPhone 12 in your breast pocket because that could cause some issues. Not necessarily, it's probably a very small case, like it's very small likelihood that it will actually interfere with it. Kind of like how there's always, there was warning with DS, um, the original oh, yeah. DS. There were, there same, were warnings. Same thing. Yeah. And my, uh, my friend's, my friend's grandpa-in-law so like his wife's grandpa had a pacemaker and he was like, you want to go, you guys want to go have like a, a DS party just surrounding his bed while he sleeps? Huh guys? Huh? Um, but yeah, like that it, it was probably a very low chance that it's going to happen. Kind of like, uh, where airplane mode exists and there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance that your phone is actually going to interfere with anything on the airplane, but they make you put your pl- your phone in airplane mode or turn it off when during liftoff just in case. Mm-hmm. So and you that's... know what? I, I think that's not asking too much to comply with in any case, as would be the case with, like, you know, somebody's uh, cardio arithmetator or whatever I called it earlier. If yeah. it's a matter of life and death, just keep the phone away from you. And I'm sure if you're at a point where you are at risk for this sort of exposure, you will almost certainly know about it before you're at risk. Oh, yeah, probably. Like, your heart's going to be... You're, yeah, you're... You know, if you're looking at someone else's phone or something like that, you know, like your uh, your nephew passes you or just phone to look at a photo and, oh, we got to move. You put it in your chest pocket. All of a sudden, your grandpa can't breathe no more. 
That's an actual really, thing that could happen now. It wouldn't really be the breathing that one would be a problem, I think. I think it would be more the heart stopping. Uh, yes, cardiac arrest, the, the direct result of that is you can no longer breathe when you die, Nathan. Well, yes, but that's... Your heart stopping is... I know we're skipping a few stops, but they'll get there eventually, Nathan. And it's all <laughs> okay. because he put that phone in his pocket. Yeah, don't do it. Don't put the phone in your breath. Just don't get Just an don't iPhone. Don't buy iPhones. Exactly. Don't buy iPhones. Don't support Apple. Yeah, buy, it, buy you, Android. You are, if you buy an Apple, you are killing your grandfather. Buy the uh, the 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 Purism phone. Is that the one that's with, with Linux on it? Oh, I thought it was like a, a tree something. I... I don't know why. I just remember it having a tree theme. I know. Well, I know Purism is one of the Linux phones. There's a couple Pine of phone. them. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. You're the Pine phone. There's also Purism, I think. Um, uh, Pure OS? Yeah. Purism? Yeah. And yeah, don't buy those phones. They're really bad. <laughs> don't they actually tried. do it. They They're trying, but what they're doing is they're putting a full fat version of Linux on a phone and instead Which I li- of I like the idea I like the idea too but I I kind of wish that honestly I wish that Microsoft and and Apple just went full fat with that like like yeah. they got their Mac OS and and their Windows to be you know scaled down and with the with better UI and stuff uh, and then you can like put it on your desktop, and it will work just like a normal computer. But they... you know what would be dope as fuck, Mister Nathan? What's that? Why don't? And I mean, I know the answer is because there's not a market for it yet. Why don't they let you just build your own? Build your the own. The number one issue I have with my phone, like nowadays, is usually the battery goes bad or the screen goes bad, and sometimes I could repair it myself and problem solved. Other times I can't fix it myself because. Uh, like, for example, my Pixel 2, I just couldn't open the fucker. As soon as I did, I could never close it again. Yeah, so there, there's a reason for that. And the main reason for it is there's not a market for it. But Yeah, I know. But there are other reasons, too. So uh, Google actually had a project that they killed off that would have been a modular phone. That, and, that Pixel phone or something. I kind of remember. That. That's That's essentially what I'm looking yeah. for in a phone. I would love that too, especially as like, hey, my camera's kind of crappy, and then just swap out the camera module mm-hmm. instead of having to upgrade your entire phone for it. Or I want to, I want a wide angle angle lens for my phone, and so you swap that in. But there were a few problems with it. One is, uh, there's not a market for it. It two, it would have cost more money because each of the parts would have been, uh. Pro- they would have to be specifically designed to like slide in and stuff, and so it would cost a lot of money to to make those individual parts. And if it was smart, they would open source it and just make it so you get three D print your own and just buy the components. Yeah. So hey, here's here's me having a big brain. But again, that's a pretty niche market, and they want to be able to appeal to more people. Yeah, not so, a lot of money in that market either, unfortunately. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of money for stuff like that. Now you can make phones. Um, I have seen people who have made phone like actual working cell phones out of Raspberry. Oh, Pies. out of like Arduinos and Raspies. Yeah, I've totally seen people do that. But I'm looking for something that could actually be used. I mean, it can be technically. 
just I, not I very well. I can't download my phone security apps on a phone that I make myself, though. That's true. I wonder if they're going to do um, one that's like that that will actually work well because I know they have Android on the Raspberry Pi. Like mm-hmm. you can get a an Android version that'll work on the Raspberry Pi. So I wonder if they're going to make. I'm sure there's hackers trying it, but I wonder if they're going to make an actual version of Android that you can put on your Pi and make it work like an actual phone. And I think that would be really cool. I'm sure someone's working on it. I'm I'm holding my breath for a portable wine. That would make my day. Uh, What? Portable lightweight wine. I don't know what wine is, unless you're literally uh, just talking. Wine is not an emulator. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, for the, I, I thought that's what you meant, but I wanted to clarify. Wine is not an emulator is a emulator basically for no. it, it, that's mainly on linux that allows you to emulate windows machines mm-hmm. um and so you can run it's like when you try running uh you try running the program and it's like no you're on linux this isn't designed for linux but you're like aha but i have wine and it will run like it's in windows kind of Except I, not. I might be using the wrong words when I say this, just because I'm a little out of practice on this topic. But basically, it's an interpreter that allows it to receive commands from one OS operating, like like the the machine language of that operating system. So that if you're on a Linux box and you have an executable file, it'll run like it's a tar. Yeah, and it's 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 obviously being worked on a lot, and with how Steam is using their their Photon, which is mm-hmm. a it's a device or it's a software that's built into Steam now that will allow you to play it's Windows like games. Based emulation, ain't it? Ah, uh, no. Well, no, because it's not in a browser. Uh, basically, it uses Wine and other like Steam developed things so that you can play video games from Steam that are built for Windows machines in Linux. So if you're in Linux, you double click and it will just launch like it normally would in Windows, even though it wasn't specifically designed for Linux. Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's let's, the idea. So, let's move on to other things we don't understand. The stock market. Um, now, I, I, I have done a little bit of research in this, um, so I know a little bit. But basically, big story of the week uh, is that GameStop stock has risen by like 500 or 5,000% in the last uh, couple weeks. And yeah, memes. And memes are happening. Basically, gist of the story is that stocks are stupid, and the way that the stock market works is stupid, and it's rigged against us. It's rigged against normal people. Um, and there was a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. And they decided to all get together and all buy stocks and try to raise the price of GameStop. Uh, There were other companies involved like AMC and BlackBerry, but the main one that people were focusing on, because it's super dying, is GameStop. Uh, GameStop. Stop. Not GameStop. GameStop. GameStop stocks. Yes. And so they raised up GameStop from... uh, it was at seventeen twenty five to three hundred and twenty dollars, and I think they even raised it more than that. And 
So they got together, they all raised the stock, and they all made a bunch of money. It was great. Good for them. Apparently, that's not how it's supposed to work. How it's supposed to work is we're allowed to make a little bit of money, um, and the rich people are supposed to make even more money. Uh, so, do you know what? Did, did you read anything about what the short, I think it's called short selling or short stocking is? Yes, I'm vaguely familiar with short basically you sell with the pro uh, the idea is i'm selling this now and the idea is in x amount of time or less i will have purchased it back and the idea is you're doing that to make a profit on the change in price you're you're basically saying i'm i'm venturing i am gambling that this will be lower within the time that i need that i promise you that i'll have it back to you yeah basically from what i understand you buy it and then sell it immediately for ten like for ten dollars or something like that. And you're basically saying, I'm gonna buy it at I'm gonna sell it for ten dollars and I'm gonna buy it for five dollars. So you sell it before you buy it, and then you get you end up making five dollars on the transaction. Mm -hmm. Something like that. You're basically betting that the stock is gonna go down. And there are hedge fund managers who had done that with GameStop. And these Redditors going out and jacking up those the price of GameStop cost them billions of dollars. And that was great. It, it ended up losing them. It, it ended up making a lot of people a lot of money in Reddit. And it ended up making those billionaires... Like, they're still billionaires. They're still millionaires and billionaires. They still have an obscene amount of wealth, but they're mad that they lost some of it. And so I didn't see much of this as a problem at all. But apparently, uh, Robinhood did. And Robinhood is an application, like many applications, that you can download and buy and sell stocks. And the idea, theoretically, is that they're supposed to allow people like you and me to put a little bit of money in the stock market and try to make money off of it. A lot of these Redditors would use Robinhood because it's kind of the easiest way to get into the stock market. But it turns out that Robinhood isn't the good guy. And they stopped... They froze sales, or rather they froze purchasing of GameStop for a day or two, uh, but still allowed you to sell, and in fact, were forcing some people to sell their stock in GameStop. Instead, and, and the way that, the reason they were trying to do that was to take that price and move it down to make the hedge fund managers happy. I feel like there's laws that directly say you can't manipulate the market like that, but hey, what do I know? Uh, I'm sure there are, but those laws are very loose and, and in term for, they, they get some interpretation in that. Um, you know what else is loose is the control latch on my guillotine. <laughs> so hey, I, I guess that's not a problem either, right? It's not, but, but here's the deal. You know what really pisses me off about this? And nobody's fucking talking about it. This is exactly 
the way that those Redditors jacked up that GameStop price, that's exactly what Wall Street does all the fucking time, and I've been complaining about for years. Mm-hmm. In 2018, I believe it was 2018 is when they passed the Trump tax cuts. And as we all know, the Trump tax cuts gave billions, uh, gave trillions of dollars to corporations uh, by having a 15% tax cut on corporations. And then there was a tax cut for the highest income bracket. I believe that's how it worked. And a lot of companies came out and were like, we're going to give, we're going to create jobs and we're going to give a lot of bonuses and we're going to give raises. And none of that really happened. There was a, there was a bonus for some people, but really the bonuses were like, oh, you get a thousand dollar bonus. But then what they mainly did was stock buybacks. And mm -hmm. stock buybacks will have that company buys back the stock, artificially inflating the prices. That way they could make more money. It sounds like that's what these Redditors were doing was they were buying the stock, artificially inflating the prices so that they could make more money. And nobody complains when the corporations do it, but they- I do. Well, we do. But the corporations are like, oh no, protect me when, when this happens to them. Another thing about Robinhood is did you know that you know that forty percent of their revenue actually comes from selling information to hedge fund managers. I did know that they are a data mine. Yeah, they're a data mine. So it's it's rigged against us. Even the Robinhood app is rigged against us because they will give information about who is buying and selling what to the hedge fund managers and corporations in order to make a profit. There's got to be a law against that. There should be. There definitely should be. So this is all bullshit. Um, I, I, of course, am on the side of Wall Street. No, I'm not. In, uh, I'm, in, I'm, in, I, I'm on the side of the, the Redditors. They're, they're the ones who... They're just trying to play the market. They wanted to see what happened if if a bunch of people got together and manipulated the market. And the funny thing is, it got hilarious. And I, I'm actually mad at myself because I saw one of my friends post, I bet you the next one that's going to happen is they're going to make the Blockbuster stock blow up. And I didn't buy Blockbuster stock because they made the Blockbuster stock blow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, Dogecoin fuck. is trying to get up to a dollar. Let, let's see, did Dogecoin actually make it yet? No, no. Dogecoin nope, is at, nope. um, it's not even close right now to a dollar. It is at um, 0 0.03. It's at three cents right now. Yeah, it's not quite there. They're um, talking about it, though. They're trying. They're trying to get it up there. Um. I actually bought 100 shares of Dogecoin. Um, so if it gets up to a dollar, I've made a pretty good profit on that $4 I spent on Dogecoin. Um, yeah. 
So I'm just saying, maybe, maybe Robinhood shouldn't be like that. Do you know of any other applications like Robinhood for stock no. trading? Because I don't. I do like, not know. And that's the problem is getting into the stock market is nearly impossible unless, A, you already have money or you use an app like Robinhood. And if you use an, an app like Robinhood, they're going to be selling your information to corporations. And it's really hard to kind of figure out how to do it. It's hard um, to win when the entire time it's stacked against you. Exactly. So... We have proven in the last couple of weeks that basically everything's rigged against us. And I, I really, really hope that there at least comes something good out of this. I saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, posted about wanting to implement some more regulations in Wall Street to stop stuff like this from happening. Um, Ted Cruz agreed to that, actually. Uh, he said he 100% agreed with that. And um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez re re replied to him and was like, hey, man, like, I've, I'm okay with working with Republicans to, you know, stop Wall Street and stuff like that. But considering your words and actions almost got me killed like three weeks ago, maybe you can set this one out. And I was like, that's great. Fuck Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the end of, of our... bravery to say that to the Zodiac Killer. I know, right? He's just going to come after her. Um, also, by the way, we do not believe that he is actually the Zodiac Killer because uh, we don't like slander here at the Reaton oh, Entertainment yeah. Podcast. That seems like the sort of thing that could get you in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Jokes, 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 jokes. Anyway, thank you for being here, Connor. Yep. Um, hold on, I got this other paper here. You're welcome, Reaton. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And I will be back next week, probably with Connor, maybe without Connor. Hopefully a row will be healed up by then. And we'll be back then. Thank you for watching and listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.